Welcome back, my traveling goddesses. I hope your day is treating you so, so well. As you can hear in the background, and I'm going to move my mic to see if you can hear them, but the birds are tweeting here. I'll give you a little bit of sneak sneak preview. Okay, hopefully you can hear some of the birds tweeting. That is my new normal. It reminds me back home in Northwest Arkansas when you wake up uh, to the birds tweeting at like 5.30 a.m. At first it gets really irritating, but then you remember that it's the little things in life and you know what? It is kind of beautiful and sometimes I don't always feel that way, but today I definitely do. So as always, I appreciate you coming on in and listening to today's episode. We are finally doing part two of St. Louis. So sit down, grab a pen and paper or grab your bimble and write down the cool attractions that you are going to go to when you visit the beautiful city itself. So I hope whatever you are doing today, you are doing with a pure heart. And as always, grab yourself a cup of coffee, tea, or whatever it is that soothes your soul, and let's dive in. All right, so diving into this week's episode, we are getting into some of the really awesome attractions of St. Louis. So before I start this part of the episode, I do want to let everyone know if you haven't checked out the first part of uh, Hello St. Louis, definitely check that out. That's where I talk about the cool experiences at the restaurants, the good food, and some hidden gems that you will not want to miss. And I'm not just like saying that, I am just really, I'm saying like there is some really great food in that city and to not miss a couple of those spots. So moving along, the first place we went to was the St. Louis Art Museum. And if you know me, you know that I love art. I love to paint. I love just diving deep into a different realm and just getting super creative. So we went there. You're already getting an amazing treat by the drive alone. It's located in what's called Forest Park, which holds not only the art museum, but a couple different tourist attractions. So that makes the visit even much, so much better. But then also it allows you to make like an afternoon of it or a day of it, depending on what you want to do. Like maybe you want to like picnic for the afternoon and then go check out the museum, which a lot of people are doing. Very, very family friendly. And yeah, so a little bit of history about the museum because art history museum. Hello. We have to know where it came from, right? So I'm getting this information just so you know from the St. Louis uh art history museum website. So anybody is like, welcome to this information, but I thought I would just throw it out on my podcast. So the St. Louis art museum was founded in 1879 at the close of a decade that saw the establishment of art museums in great cities across the Eastern half of the United States. The museum's comprehensive collections bear witness to the inspirational and educational goals to which its founder aspired and the moral and democratic imperatives he embraced. What began as a collection of assorted plaster casts, electrotype reproductions, and other examples of good design in various media rapidly gave way to great and varied collection of original works of art spanning five millennia and six continents. 
Today, the quality and breadth of the museum's collection secure for it, it, for it a place among the ve very best institutions of its kind. So, holy guacamole, that's a lot of information. All we need to know is that it was founded in 1879. It began with a small amount of collections and has expanded to be one of the best places uh, and one of the best institutions of its kind, which is absolutely incredible. And I can attest to this as I walked in, you know, absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous historic building. Not only that, it was just, there were so many little spots that you could get lost in. And with any art museum, there's just like an overabundant, overabundant amount of artwork pieces and just dramatic looking entrances. And this place made me feel like I had just walked into royalty almost, like just from the architecture to the high arch beams to just some of the framework of the art pieces alone just really, really grabbed my attention. So just know that this is a really, it is a really great art museum. So uh, getting into the fun parts of the museum, I definitely got lost in a couple pieces of art and I was definitely a little overwhelmed, not by the architecture alone, but some of the artist's work that dis that was displayed there. Um, I would read about artists online and, you know, seeing their work online and a lot of these famous, famous artists like uh, Da Vinci and Picasso, you never think that you'll ever come across one of their works in person. And in art museums, you know, only a select few, especially in the United States, have original artworks by some of these like world-renowned artists. So I was reading about an artist and to know their story, but never see their art in real life, like I had said, and then seeing it was an absolute magical moment. And I just, I was so flabbergasted, honestly. And I, you can see, I'm at a loss of words. You see what I mean here? So we had all gone in the museum, just kind of wandered off into our own little, our own little spaces. And when I came across this specific artist, which I'm obviously going to tell you, I just was so in awe of the specific details and the specific like strokes of a paintbrush and just all this incredible stuff. And as I stood there and just kind of got lost in the painting itself, I was like, holy shit, this is an original freaking Picasso. And my mind was blown. I was like, holy crap, I am looking at probably one of the greatest uh, contemporary, I would say he was contemporary. Well, we will fact check that or fact check that. Um, but honestly, just one of one of the like world renowned artists. And it was just, oh my gosh, it was amazing to just absolutely witness that. So he is actually a Spanish painter, sculptor, printmaker, ceramicist, and theater designer. Um and I would have to look up his actual art forms, like um, the different art forms. But all I know is 
that it was just breathtaking to just look at his painting and then kind of read a little bit about that painting and then move from that one to the next one. And then you can see like the before and after, like before a certain part of his life occurred, he painted a certain way. And then after that period of time had passed, his painting had really differed. So there was just a lot of a lot of critical thinking to go into that. Anyways, amazing, not just Picasso, but just amazing artists from all around the world. What I really love about any good day is after a while, we made it down to the cute little cafe. And I, I'm going to say this with anything, be patient, be kind. Uh, everyone is understaffed. So just take it with a grain of salt. Nothing's personal. If you're going to order something anywhere, just know that it might take a little longer than normal. So we went down there, grabbed an afternoon espresso, and then we got back out there. Uh, definitely checked out the little gift shop, which was really cute. Of course, everything was very expensive, but you know, my heart and my brain took pictures, so that's fine. Anyway, um, yeah, so absolutely magnificent. Um, when you look outside and look at the museum from the outside, it's just, it's just so, just like so royal looking. Like you want to like go in with a fancy dress and be like, hello, I have arrived for the art. So absolutely a must, must go to and it's free. So what better way to gain some history and, or to learn about history and gain some new knowledge and then get an afternoon espresso and go in the park. So that was definitely one of the highlights. So if Forest Park, like I said, is full of surprises, that was definitely one of my favorite moments was exploring that museum because art is just magnificent. And the great thing about art is you can kind of interpret it in any way you want. So I think that is something really beautiful. I definitely would recommend putting, um, like putting aside a couple hours, uh, to explore the museum because there are multiple levels. So you are going to want to explore that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I feel like every time I go to podcast, my voice goes out. It's weird. It's so weird. Uh, like I'll start recording and then all of a sudden my voice just starts to crack and I'm like, I, I haven't even been talking for like two days. And then the minute I want to record, it's like, Oh, nope, you actually have no voice. So, uh, excuse me if I keep clearing my throat. I don't know what the deal is. Anyway, located also in Forest Park is dun, 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 the infamous St. Louis Zoo. So before I get into the super fun topics, I do want to mention a couple facts about the zoo because I know everyone in the world for the most part loves animals and really wants the best for these animals. So I want to let you know that this is a worldwide recognized zoo for not only the innovative approach to caring for animals, but also the wildlife conservation research and education amazing part of this zoo is that it is 100% free and home to over 14,000 animals and representing nearly 500 species. So you can make a reservation online prior to your visit. 
This has also been accredit, uh, recognized and accredited by the Association of Zoos and Aquariums as St. Louis Zoo is part of an elite group that meets the highest standards in animals care as well as fun and safety for visitors. So after that mouthful, they have a bar in the zoo. That's all I'm saying. That, that, that's cool, right? So anyway, this is amazing. We go to zoos, we feel bad for the animals. You know, you look at the uh, different animals like polar bears, for instance, as a really great example, they're out of their natural habitat. And all we feel for them is like this empathetic and like, you know, just this yearning for just wanting to cuddle them or just be like, it's going to be okay. But after reading the facts of the St. Louis Zoo, I felt a lot better about visiting, um, because it didn't feel like a pet project. Like they were just like a, what's that? A tiger King. It wasn't a tiger King thing. You know, it was, it's actually a zoo that looks out for the welfare and the overall safety for the animals first and foremost. Um, so that made this a lot more enjoyable knowing that they are a part of that elite group that meets the higher standards in animal care and safe and fun for everybody. So this zoo was really well kept, honestly, and it is no surprise that animals out of their natural habitats are going to look sad and just kind of look a little bit in distress. I would too. I definitely would too. Um, and I don't know what it is, but as an adult, you definitely gain a different perspective for animals. Like we were looking at the hippopotamuses and it's like clearly... Like, this is not the best environment for them. However, their home within the zoo was formatted and expertly created and everything for them and for their habitat needs. So you can definitely tell that some of these animals are in, dis in distress, but that is how it is at a lot of different zoos because, I mean... It doesn't take a brain scientist to recognize that if you're out of your natural habitat, you're probably going to be a little stressed. So without diving into that rabbit hole, <laughs> like I said, the zoo also has a beverage cart, if you were wondering, because I did not know that was a thing until we visited here. And honestly, it was pretty cool. <laughs> I got a St. Louis uh, lavender cider and I love, love, love lavender. So when I saw lavender cider, I was like, you know what? That sounds interesting and I'm here for it. And it was absolutely delicious. Of course, I wouldn't recommend getting wasted at the zoo, but it was nice to enjoy like an, an, an adult beverage at the zoo, you know, I guess that's just something that happens when you're an adult. You're just like, you know what? That sounds nice. So, you know, one and done. That's all. So a couple of great miles of exploration from hippos, elephants to tigers and monkeys. And let me tell you, they also had this really, really cool kids monkey like playground. Um, we didn't go up there, but it seems super fun. Uh, we went there when the zoo like probably two hours prior to the zoo closing. So that was definitely not enough time to explore everything, just so you know. So yeah, that seemed super fun. The monkeys were definitely, you know, horsing around doing their thing. So here comes the part where something just ridiculous happens, right? So the zebras are amazing. And as a matter of fact, we were rounding up to leave 
and because the zoo closed at five that day, we were all watching the zebras and we're all kind of like leaning against the gate. There's, let's see, two, four, five, six of us and I'm on the end and nobody's to the right of me, just, just a tree. And all of a sudden I, I, I felt something and heard something heavy and wet dripping on my right shoulder. And guess what, y'all? Guess what? A bird took a poop on me. And it was absolutely hilarious. I, like, I just kind of stood there for a second. I was like, what in gosh? Like, what just happened? I look over. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And I look at everybody else. I'm like, hey, guys. Um, I think a, I think a bird just took a shit on me. And everyone died laughing because what are the chances a bird poops on you? It was just, oh, my God. Great, great moment. And I guess it is not all that common and supposedly brings good luck. So that was exciting. However, it was definitely a like, oh shit moment. (laughs) No pun intended, right? But anyway, just be aware, be wary of the birds that like to poop on your shoulder because you never know when that might occur. So that was a fun time. But overall, the zoo was a really great experience. And even in indoors, you had like a cute little gift shop area and all that fun stuff. Of course, we didn't have time to fully explore that because we had to go to our next awesome adventure because the zoo was closing. So definitely recommend giving yourself at least three and a half, four hours to fully take your time and explore the zoo. And if you're not that much of a zoo person, just want to go through it quickly, you can definitely do that in two hours, but you're just going to be like looking at an elephant for a minute and then moving on. So I definitely like to take my time at the zoo because why rush? Like I want to like chill and see the animals. And if I have my camera, I want to take pictures. So definitely a really awesome zoo and they stand for some really great things as well. So we're going to take a quick little break and then we'll get into the next attraction. All right. So one of the last tourist attractions was the Gateway Arch or just known as the Arch. But you might know it as that huge shiny, shiny, shiny thing you drive past every time you go through the outskirts of the city. So the arch serves to commemorate the accomplishments of the 19th century westward pioneers and celebrates the city's role as the gateway to the west. So this was definitely one of my favorite places to go. Honestly, all of the places we went were super amazing and we were able to do all three of these in one day, I think. Yeah. All three of these in one day, which was kind of amazing. So we wanted to purchase tickets here to uh, actually go in the arch and take an elevator to the top where you can oversee everything. However, when I'm looking back, I'm kind of happy we didn't because I heard when you do get up there, the uh, monument kind of sways. So you kind of sway because you're in the monument. So that was terrifying to me. So I was like, no. You know what? I'm I'm okay being down here looking up at this terrifyingly large piece of silver. So we didn't have enough time to purchase tickets. So actually we did this. Yeah, this was all in one day, wasn't it? Oh my gosh. See what I'm saying? Like we it was like bing bang boom. So anyway, they were also sold out, so it didn't even matter if we wanted to. Um 
So as we got closer to it, it naturally looked bigger and definitely a bit vertigo inducing. So we did go to the lobby area underneath and surprisingly found that they have this amazing, huge, free, 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 free museum downstairs. So of course, it's just our specialty that day to just really hit the tea time of all of the closing moments of every attraction in the city. So with roughly only about 30 minutes to explore before close, clearly we are really great at timing and at this trip, you know, um, we just decided to say fuck it and go for it. So we went through security, which heads up, don't bring a pocket knife or pepper spray because it's like a mini TSA for some reason and they will take it and you will never see it again. So note to self, buy more sparkly pink pepper spray. So the museum of course was beautiful, offered some great, great visual and educational information and overall really great experience. So you get to learn the rich, rich history of the city, pioneers and different struggles they faced during those times. And of course, the history and origin of the arch itself. So time's up. We left, we go and I mean, I don't know why, but I just wanted to touch the arch. Um, so I did. <laughs> uh, so it was so, so fun. I laid on the grass and I looked up and it was just absolutely gorgeous, especially at golden hour where those photos are just like absolute prime time to capture. And I definitely saw it move slightly with the wind. So like I said, I'm happy they were sold out. Um, but you... You are able to buy tickets to take that elevator. I would definitely recommend doing it beforehand. Of course, we didn't really have a thorough plan at that point, so we just ended up not doing that. But like I said, I'm, I'm kind of happy we did it. So definitely recommend going to the free museum. So uh, next up, I'm going to hit you with some facts and fun things and, of course, tips and tricks, baby. So that was the fun things that we had done. And I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but honestly, a couple hours at each of these spots, which we honestly could have done even more time at each spot if we had planned it correctly, was really, it was amazing, but we could have spent more time at each establishment just like taking a little bit more of a breath in between spots that we explored. So I would definitely recommend breaking up those things in a multitude of different days and then maybe doing like a microbrewery on each day as well. And if you're a big sports fan, this is a great place to do that as well. So I also want to add in, do, 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 is a fun little fact is that St. Louis is the second largest city in the state of Missouri. So definitely a fun little fact. Uh, also, do not forget that this city is also known for their breweries, museums, and sports, which of course we didn't have time for any sports events or any like brewery tours or anything. However, I would definitely recommend that since the city is so well known for that. They have a lot of local brews and these are just to name a few such as Bush Brewery, Groove Brewery, and Four Hands. So I do want to mention a couple spots that we did not go but I looked up as we were you know doing our thing going from Uber to place to place and I just want to point these out because if you are about to go to St. Louis and you want something fun to do 
these are some amazing options. So first off was the Missouri Botanical Garden, also known as, uh, well, it is known as the nation's oldest botanical garden in continuous operation. So with a claim to fame like that, there is like no if and or but of going, definitely go check it out. Let me know what you think. It is, judging by the pictures online, it's just absolutely breathtaking and just such a beautiful, beautiful spot to go visit and definitely bring your camera. Camera. So another spot is the City Museum. This museum is known for its giant playground located in a 10-story, 600,000 square foot warehouse. I have always heard about this spot and wanted to explore and it is also known as one of the largest urban parks in the united states also which is with a huge claim to fame like that how could you not check that out and of course as we are packing up getting ready to go i'm finding out all this information and of course i did not do all the proper research before um to check out all these really cool spots but i would definitely recommend doing it because I always learn something when we travel and one of those things this time around is to make sure to check out those hidden gem claim to fame moments because some of those are definitely worth the visit. Not super gimmicky, a little gimmicky, but also like holy crap if they're claiming this like we have to check it out. So I had mentioned the zoo and the art museum which are both located in Forest Park and this park is huge. It is 1,371 acre park, including a lot of St. Louis's attractions. So like I said, it would be a great day for a picnic and definitely, definitely expect to walk to park and at times possibly pay to park. So uh, lastly, uh, well, almost lastly, um, the St. Louis Aquarium at Union Station, which if you know about uh, Union Station, that's usually where like Amtrak or Greyhound or uh, Metro or Metro come together. And that's like the main hub where you can just go anywhere from that station. So the St. Louis Aquarium is at Union Station, which is a converted a station which used to be one of the largest and busiest passenger rail, rail terminals in the world. Like, I don't even need to repeat that because you heard it right. In the freaking world, dude. So now it's home to more than 13,000 animals and also has ride attractions like a big wheel, mini golf, and carousel. So like I said, we have to go back and visit because they, there are too many cool freaking things around the city that you don't even realize because you're so wrapped up in other events and attractions. So I would definitely make it, you know, if, if you live close to St. Louis and you haven't checked out any of this or new to the area, definitely get on it and like do one thing every other week. And the free attractions are really nice because then you can go there, do the free attraction, like pay for gas, which I know it's freaking crazy right now. But, you know, you kind of save a little bit here and there if you plan a trip around the free attractions and like maybe bring your own lunch or something like that. So now as we traveled around, we came across a spot called City Foundry in uh, STLs. This spot is a converted old electric manufacturing building. It is now home to over 15 different unique cuisine kitchens from gluten-free, vegan, to vegetarian. 
when we went there, this place was popping. There are restrooms, which I feel is always important to point out. And I know it would be silly if they didn't, but also like, how are you supposed to know? You know, they have beer, food, and just a really fun atmosphere. And they are still in a developing stage to add on and soon to come is a lot more entertainment venues. And honestly, it was definitely worth the checkout because we drove past, you drove past it really quick. And I was like, oh my gosh, like we're not really doing anything at this second. Like let's check it out. And we did. And it was pretty cool. So definitely a really cool spot. It's really similar if you live in the Chicago area or just like a big city. It's basically like an indoor food court, but a little bit more, uh, how would you say that? Like a little bit more gentrified, like a little bit more bougie, more aimed towards like the millennial crowd. Um, definitely an interesting combination of things, but really they did a great job with it. So I was not mad. Uh, we didn't stay for a long time because we were on on the way to another thing. However, it was definitely a nice little break in the day and their parking is free, which is really cool. So yeah, we are going to get into some tips and tricks of the city, which as always, this is one of my favorite segments because I, I'm always learning something new no matter what city we go to and some things just honestly remain the same. So stay tuned. All right. So as the seasons change, so do the tips and tricks, depending on what adventure you're going on, which city you're exploring. And while some things change, some things remain the same. So getting into it, I, as always, recommend really good walking shoes, because if you're exploring a city for the first time, chances are you might get a little lost or you might be walking for extended periods of time. So definitely good shoes. Um, I always recommend this and sometimes I fall into the habit of forgetting because I'm like, oh wait, I want to wear a cute purse. Don't. Just leave the purse. Get a cute backpack purse. Get something that is comfortable on your back and that is cute to you because like (laughs) 10 out of 10 times, lady, you're going to find yourself shopping around somewhere. Just bring the backpack. Save that trouble of putting those shopping bags on your arm or on your shoulder um, definitely a backpack with maybe it's like a backpack and you have like your little wallet inside there. Do something like that, but do not bring a purse. With that, I would definitely recommend sunblock. Now that the days are getting hotter, definitely bringing some type of sunblock with you. And I would definitely recommend waterproof or water resistant because you're probably going to be sweating if you're walking around the city. Um, as it gets hotter, (laughs) I bring a little bit bigger of a backpack, nothing crazy. It's basically like my camel pack fits everything. It's not too heavy and it's really comfortable. And I think it's a really good habit to form, especially when exploring for extended periods of time. If I'm going to pack a camel pack, I'll fill up my water because that's not only going to save you money on buying a water bottle, but it's also like on your back. So you don't really even have to worry about it. But in there, I'm going to put my little wallet. I'm going to put my security measure, whether that be my pocket knife or pepper spray. Um, I'm going to put chapstick with SPF because that is super important. Um, I'm also going to bring a little thing of sunblock and flip-flops. I know this sounds crazy, but hear me out. After walking for an extended period of time, say like you only have like 15 minutes till you get back home or whatever, or to your Airbnb and 
you just your feet are killing you from walking all day even though you have good shoes your feet are most likely still gonna kind of hurt and you just want to change out of those shoes bring some of those like little foldable shoes with you they're like 20 25 dollars i don't remember exactly what they're called but they are so amazing and once i find what they're called i will put it in my instagram story and i'll probably post it in the description here <laughs> but they're really great they're uh totally portable super small and lightweight so they're not super weight bearing in your backpack or just bring a pair of flip-flops and then bring a little shoe bag for your tennis shoes um because they might not smell then but they'll probably eventually smell because i mean walking around all day in the, the sun it's it, it does some damage you know so definitely recommend doing that because your feet will just appreciate that relief like a hundred percent Another thing that I recommend when it gets a little hotter, and I mean, I'm a woman of many trades, and I usually bring this with me anyway in my purse, is deodorant. Um, I love to bring a little portable deodorant because I think it's important. You know, you don't want to smell super bad even though you've been out all day. Uh, so I definitely bring that. I always bring a couple snacks, whether that be beef jerky or like a trail mix or like a protein bar just to have because what if you get lost? You know, these are small things that are not going to put a lot of weight or put a lot of room in your bag. I just want to point that out. And I put these in there because nine out of 10 times I use them. So that is just something I personally do and would recommend for y'all to do as well if you are going to explore such place for like the whole day. So with that, also put like one or two, uh, probably just one reusable shopping bag in your backpack. Because if you don't want to carry it, just give it to whoever's next to you and be like, oh no, I got you. Also, can you carry my shit? Just kidding. But that's what the backpack's for. You know, you can put those souvenirs or those cute little things you find in the backpack. It's on your back. We're ready to go. Um, I also would recommend a baseball cap or a beanie for the city was surprisingly windy. I should have wore a hat. I always, these are the words I live by, always bring a hat because like, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but the wind just swallows. Um, and having that hat or beanie is seriously a lifesaver and game changer when that wind is just coming at you so freaking hard. So definitely recommend that. And then as always, a charger block or a charger cord. Um, always, always do this when you're traveling because it's so important. You don't want to be stuck somewhere and be out of juice. And I know a lot of places offer like a charging station anymore. However, you can't really rely on that when you're in a city you don't really know much about. So definitely do that. Um, and also... Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yes. If you're a photographer, this time I think I didn't bring any. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what was wrong with me. I think I just wanted to live in the moment, which totally fine. But if you are a photographer, definitely bring an extra battery in case you run out of that juice, especially if you're going out for the day. So definitely two batteries. Or if you're using your GoPro, definitely charge up both those batteries uh, to use for your exploration. So, yeah. Those, that was a lot of tips and tricks, honestly. And I just, I really, I really want to like put an emphasis on SPF skincare. <laughs> so if you're wearing makeup for the day, make sure you have SPF in that makeup. And then also on your lips because chapstick with SPF 
is an absolute must. Um, and then sunglasses, of course. And this is all going to change when summer really hits. My, my go-to like grab backpack is going to be different, but this is definitely what I would recommend as of right now. One of the most of all moments is make sure you put in that backpack an open mind because you honestly never know what you will find. Be curious, be adventurous, definitely be safe. But you know, if it's bright outside, it's light, it's not always safe. Um, so just be aware of your surroundings, but definitely don't be afraid to explore different routes and get a little lost, but not too lost, you know, <laughs> but definitely take that plunge and explore the city. That is what these places are for. You never know. Some of the most amazing art murals have been found by mistake because we took the wrong turn. So just knowing that information you can really find some amazing hidden gems if you just really keep an open mind. So yeah, so this was a really great trip, honestly, a really, really fun time. So honestly, this city surprised the hell out of me. <laughs> I only knew the city from afar. We would drive back and forth multiple times. And I was like, oh, look, it's that pretty, pretty arch that we see every single time we drive past St. Louis. So being in the city itself was interesting because it was pretty quiet. Felt like a zombie apocalypse could definitely occur at any moment, which was kind of, you know, freaky. Uh, however, I have gained a lot of education based on their history, culture, a lot, a lot of local gems, and the food it offers is just absolutely incredible. Some of that cuisine is just so, so mouthwatering. Like right now, I'm surprised I'm not like drooling over the microphone. <laughs> But anyway, as always, no matter where you go, be cautious, but don't be afraid to adventure. Don't be afraid to get a little lost and find different ways to get to places and just really immerse yourself in that culture. And as always, be aware of your surroundings. I mean, it's no, it's no like un, unwritten rule. Definitely be cautious, but um, don't be afraid to live your life. So this city, I definitely will be visiting again. I feel like we just hit the tip of the iceberg with everything that the city offers. So definitely going to make a second, maybe even third trip out of it, to be honest.